Legendary jazz bassist Ron Carter once said, I am from the planet of elegance. <laughs> Dig that. This is Lamrosh, the Queen Dawn from across the pond. It is Monday, November 6th, 2023. And listen, I don't know where 2023 ran to, but it's almost over. It's coming to an end. And I have to look back and reflect. And I did. I did a lot. I traveled a lot. I've met new people, new friends, seen new things and experienced new places. You know, I got a chance to explore not only um, different parts of the country in America where I live, but I got a chance to go to Trinidad in, in uh, February for Carnival. I got a chance to visit St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands, and that was in September for my 55th birthday. Overall, I've seen some great documentaries experienced some wonderful jazz concerts this summer and I can just actually say I did the damn thing but today today I'm kicking it it's season four I'm season four is coming to a close and um, I'm gonna start season five off correct a lot of things I didn't do I wanted to do and wanted to accomplish I know you feel the same way but it's got to keep moving you can't stop you gotta keep going so when I come back I'm gonna talk about what inspired me for this episode. And you know I got it all wrapped around Miles Davis, y'all. So come on back. This is Lamrosh. It's going down today. This is Lamrosh, and as promised, I am back. It's season four, and we're coming to an end. With season four. I can't believe I'm going into season five with my podcast, y'all. You know what? Since my podcast aired in 2020, you know, a lot of people, celebrities, regular folks, kids, parents, teachers, everybody started podcasts. And it was a joke about that one. One of the commercials I saw was a podcast for this and a podcast for that. You know, I'm no celebrity, but I am famous. (laughs) And I'm going to keep going strong and hard with my podcast because that's what you have to do is about consistency and I've learned that just checking out uh, YouTubers from around the world who were um, starting off during the pandemic and they kept getting bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger and you know what they've reached their goals and they continue to inspire me so that's why I'm gonna keep going with my podcast Jazz E Lounge the podcast you dig so listen I'm on social media And someone posts a picture of Miles Davis, and he's in, it's described as a European sports car, okay? So Miles Davis is getting out, he's exiting the driver's seat of this sports car. I don't even know where he is. The the photo doesn't really say. I did a small about a little bit of research, but I didn't find out. But nonetheless, I'm looking at this photo, and I'm thinking about Miles Davis again. I'm like, you know what, Miles Davis... He was just more than this iconic, legendary jazz trumpeter, um, fusion, bop, post-bop, 
uh, electric miles. He was just, he was an innovator in that sense because he kept growing. He kept getting bigger and badder and stronger, but he was also that type of person in his style. That's why he was the birth of the cool. He was always immaculate. Even when he changed into the 60s and his era from the, the Italian suits to the, the late 60s when everything was psychedelic and changing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Miles still was sharp as he could be. And I'm looking at this photograph and I'm thinking, Miles Davis should have been on the cover of GQ magazine. And I start thinking, well, shit, I don't know if he was or not. So let me find out, do a little research and see what jazz musicians graced the cover of GQ. And then I said, well, let's find out about African-American men in particular. Because I didn't, I didn't, jazz artists, I want to talk about as particularly the old school jazz artists, not new school jazz artists. New school, people the West New School. I'm going to say new school jazz is the smooth jazz era. Anything before smooth jazz is the classics. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. Okay? Because when smooth jazz came in, it, it, it became watercolors, which is a station you can check out on Sirius XM. <laughs> it's supposed to be smooth jazz. It's called watercolor. So it's like watered down music. Okay, I'm just going to go there with that. So when I come back, I'm going to talk about what I discovered when I went to and Googled jazz musicians on the cover of GQ magazine. So this is LaRoche. I love this, what I do, because I love to talk. I love to give information out, things that inspire me and interest me. I like to share right away. So this is one of those episodes. <laughs> this is LaRoche. Come on back. This is LaRoche, the Queen Dawn from across the pond. And right now you are locked on to Jazz E Lounge, the podcast. The podcast features erotic jazz epigrams, short stories, and interviews. I am your host, Lamrosh. So sit back, do not attempt to adjust your podcast, and enjoy the ride. Listen, before the break, I was talking about the inspiration for this episode. And just like any other episode, uh, it's, it was inspired by some form of jazz. <laughs> and in this case, it was Miles Davis, who was just so flashy as usual, jumping out a European whip. And somebody, a photographer, caught that picture. And I was thinking, Miles Davis should have been on the cover of GQ magazine, which took me to another question. Hmm, I wonder who actually appeared on the cover of GQ magazine. And when I talk about who, I'm talking about black men in particular. When I talk about classic jazz, I'm talking about in particular, the African-American jazz artists who are the classics. You feel me? So when I talk about things like that, that's what I'm talking about. Am I racist? No, but I like to big ups my own people. You dig me like anybody else. So just to give you a little brief history of GQ magazine, GQ, formerly Apparel and Arts, Gentlemen's Quarterly, Men's Fashion Magazine <laughs> that was started as a trade publication in New York City in 1931 and became available to the general public in 1957. Now check this out. I'm scrolling through social media 
And I said, let me find out who or what jazz artists were in GQ magazine. And it took me to this article. And the article is called, These 10 Living Legends of Jazz Prove Nobody Can Outdress the OGs. Check that out. Now, this was published on December 16th, 2016 in GQ magazine. It was um photog it was photographed by Christian Weber, who got some dynamic, I mean outstanding photographs of these ten living legends at the time. And the article was by Nick Marino. Okay. So I'm looking at the date, because I'm like, ten living legends. Wait a minute now. There's not too many living legends left. So I looked at the date, I'm like, well, 2016. Okay, let's roll with that. So the first person whose face appeared on this article was Pharaoh Saunders. And as you know, we did lose Pharaoh Saunders in 2022, I believe. He was amongst the 10 living legends of jazz who proved nobody could outdress the OGs. Ron Carter was on that list. He's a, he's still a living legend with us. Charles Lloyd. Wayne Shorter was on that list, who you know we just lost. Ooh, I'm getting choked up. Herbie Hancock is on that list. I saw him perform this year. Let me go back a little bit. I saw Ron Carter perform live. I did. I'm 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 very excited to to say that I'm looking at this list and I'm these are the legends. These are legends. I saw Ron Carter perform at the Detroit Jazz Festival. I saw Charles Lloyd perform both at the Atlanta Jazz Festival as well as the Pittsburgh International Jazz Festival. I saw Wayne Shorter perform live at the Detroit Jazz Festival. And just this past June 2023, I actually saw Herbie Hancock perform live. And y'all listen, he's in his 80s. But when I tell you he was... <laughs> Jogging across the stage with his his uh, you know that that uh, keyboard that he has that can go around his neck it looks like a guitar. Baby, I'm looking at my little friend at the same. <laughs> I'm like, I know you can't jog like that. Herbie Hancock. Okay, so those are the 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 first five I'm just gonna talk about right now. Cause when I come back, I'm gonna talk about the remaining five. Living legends who were in this particular article that was published in 2016. And I'm going to have to find Nick Marino because I know he he came up. He came up on this article because they were living legends at the time. And we have lost so many, so many. And it could have been a long list of uh, innovators that were just stylish at the time who were still around. You know what I mean? So I'm going to talk about the rest of his list when I come back. Man, you got to see this article. And I'm going to post it on my social media pages as well because they were all looking fly. The 10 Living Legends of Jazz proves nobody can outdress the OGs. This is LaRoche. Come on back. This is LaRoche, the Queen Dawn from across the pond. I'm here to break it down right now about GQ Magazine. Now, I know most of us have checked out a GQ magazine, at least to look at the cover. And it's been t uh, so many faces 
on GQ. But listen, as we talked about the history of GQ, 1931 was the first publication. And then by 1957, it was available. It was a trade magazine. So by 1957, it was available to the public. The first black man to appear on the cover of GQ magazine in 1957, which now we know was the first year was available to the public, was Sammy Davis Jr. Okay, that was September issue of 1957. Do you understand that Dr. King was in the midst of the civil rights movement when Sammy Davis Jr., who had been working as a child prodigy by then, Oh, my God. Probably 30, 35, 40 years. You know what I mean? People were still experiencing discrimination in the South and in the North. America is America. North, South, East, and West. Rosa Parks had, in the same decade, refused to give up her seat to a white man on a bus in, in, in the South. We still had Emmett Till getting killed. We're talking about a decade where black people were getting lynched and killed and still appearing on the cover of a prestigious magazine like GQ. So I'm going to go ahead and applaud GQ. Big ups GQ magazine for putting Sammy Davis Jr. Now, if you looked at his documentary, you know he should have been on the cover of GQ magazine. He was... He was GQ. He was a stylist. He was a dancer. He was a singer. He was a musician. He was cold. He was with the Rat Pack. And he was the first black man to, to grace the cover of GQ magazine. Okay? So that's some history right now. Now, the first black model, male model, was a man named Renald White. And that was in 1979. I didn't know... Renal White. I don't remember him. Because I don't think I heard anything else about him after that. I don't know what happened to Renald White, if he's still around or not. But he was the first black model. So that's interesting fact. Sammy Davis Jr. was, like I said, he was the all-around man. But we had a model uh, who, who appeared on the cover of the magazine. And I was almost, what, eight, 17 years later. So out of 529 covers of GQ magazine, 529 covers, 57 of those covers feature black faces. So let me get that right again. 529 covers of GQ magazine, 57 feature black faces. Okay, I'm just going to drop the mic right there. We can say, oh, that's not a lot. Oh, that is a lot. Well, I'm going to say this. GQ magazine was about fashion and it was about men's health and when they first came out in 1931 it was not supposed to be for no black man anyway it, that, that was irrelevant but as we continue to be progressive and consistent on what we were trying to do and present ourselves as royalty they couldn't help but notice us and I'm going to say Sammy Davis Jr. he could have been other people who graced that, st- that cover first including Miles Davis. We had the kind of blue by then, you know, but hey, 
it is what it is. We love Sammy Davis Jr. He, check out his documentary. Now back to this article. The last five people who were on this list, the 10 jazz legends, okay? Let me read this article again. These 10 living legends of jazz prove nobody can outdress the OGs. Number six on the list was Chick Corea. Oh my goodness, Chick Corea passed away as well. I didn't get the dates on these passing. I'm just looking at who was on the list. But listen, they're in the magazine and they got on these fresh to death clothing that it was. And the, uh, like I said, the photographer captured these moments of these men. And you just got to check out this uh, article. Next person on the list, Roy Ayers, who's still a living legend, who's still performing. Love him. McCoy Tyner. Oh, goodness. Still around, still doing his thing. And we absolutely adore McCoy Tyner. I mean, and he's still on social media, as well as Ron Carter, Charles Lloyd, Herbie Hancock. You can still, we don't know if they're actually posting <laughs> real talk. We don't really know if they are posting, but we know that they are alive and they, they have posts coming from their camp. That's all we're going to say about that. Next on the list, who passed away was Cecil Taylor. Cecil Taylor was on the list of living legends who are uh, fashionable and flashy. The last person on this list, I think, is the oldest person on the list. <laughs> I, mean, I need to double check, make sure he's still around. He is still around. He's the oldest person on this list. He's a drummer. He's a drummer, and he's still around. He's actually 98 years old. He was born March 13, 1925 in Boston. None other than the living legend himself, Roy Haynes. Y'all, give it up. You know what? I'm going to applaud, like I said, the author, Nick Marino, and the photographer, Christian Weber, uh, from GQ Magazine, and I wish I could have, I want to submit an article to one of these big time magazines because I just need one big break. You feel me? One big thing to pop off for me. And it's, it's going to be a wrap. So I have to really get down with these, these people who are still around and living legends and just try to find them and ask them a question or two so I can put that in my, on my uh, podcast. So listen, I'm going to come back with one little thing to say. I'm going to close it out with something I've been thinking about. This is Lamrosh. This is Lemrash, the Queen Dong from across the pond. It is the end of season four. I got so much more in store. I can't believe this year went by so fast. Come on back. I'm going to close it out with a few words. This is Lemrash, the Queen Dawn from across the pond. Listen, next time you jump onto this podcast, I want you to support the podcast as well. Any donation will be greatly appreciated. Come and check with me all throughout next year for 2024. I can't believe I'm about to say 2024. Much love, peace, prosperity. Stay healthy. Work out. Eat a salad. Have a good time in your life. It's so short. So many people are making bad choices out here in life. And life is to be lived. And I want y'all to remember that. Listen, this has been an exciting episode talking about jazz legends 
who proved nobody could outdress the OGs. And it was called the Living Legends in 2016. And a few of those Living Legends at the time have since passed on. And knowing that, you know, they left a lot of incredible, incredible work for us to still listen to and delve in and analyze and talk about and cry to and love to. And it's very important that we spread this message of love through music. This is Lamrosh saying peace and ciao for now.